This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of Ghosted, an American story, written and narrated by New York Times best-selling ghostwriter Nancy French, and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Ever pass the plate in church and there's nothing in there? Smartphones are the new tithing tech, building church budgets even as they shape our souls. This is Device and Virtue. Welcome back to Device and Virtue, where we talk about technology and faith. There's two sides to every device, but for Christians, there's a third way. I am Chris. And I'm Adam. And we are talking about online giving uh, at churches today. How yeah, you doing, man. Chris? Yeah, doing, doing good, man. Online giving. Wow. See, when <laughs> I think about online giving, I just think about you being obnoxious. <laughs> you mean, I, I love online giving. No, no, here's... Okay. <laughs> We, you know how we were hanging out the other day um, at our friend's party, and then we like and we were know. at a restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were going out with what, what was like eight of us, eight guys. Yeah, and we're and we're going, and this is a typical situation with you. Love you. Where we're <laughs> where <laughs> oh, it's a lot of checks. <laughs> a lot of checks come Build out. Right? Like, or no, she brings out the check. There's like eight different people, and then she's like, "No, I can't split it." Oh, so I was like, "Oh yeah, when they we'll can't just, split checks. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. We can put somebody on the moon, <laughs> but we can't split a check." You know what? She's got a job to do, and she's getting paid minimum wage. So she's it's she true. Brings up it's the true. Thing. God and bless like, someone's like, "Yeah, I'll just grab the check," and then everyone's just like, "Just Venmo me." Yeah, uh, the payment, right? Right. And so Venmo, right? Like Venmo, everybody Venmo's has great, app super on their easy. phone. It's like social. You send cash, everybody. Cash so I look, giving. I glance at the bills and the guy, like the 25 or 30 bucks that like all my stuff costs. And like, it's easy. Wow, Except, that's an expensive meal. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the cheapest. <laughs> Except you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Always complain. Oh, man, you're just going to throw me under the bus. About Venmo. You're like, um, well, can so, you take no, cash? See, or do you- <laughs> no, see, I have a really old phone. And it doesn't get updated, and now Venmo doesn't work. Like they don't support my. It's, it's 1986. <laughs> I love <laughs> smartphones from 1986. No, it's like the iPhone from what, like five, four yeah. iPhones? Oh ago? yeah, five it was. It's ago. a five. Yeah, it's a five. So they why don't isn't it why isn't Venmo on your phone? Yeah, it, yeah. Venmo's Say no it longer supporting <laughs> my version. Venmo literally I does can't. not support your phone. <laughs> uh, I just lack support in my life. The, the support <laughs> so, networks are are failing me. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I had to like is, yeah. I had to figure out a way to give you cash. Well, and we use Splitwise. Yeah, that sounds like great. Split. It's this little wise. website that allows you to like split like rent with roommates or split yeah. bills and things. I I use that all the time. It is super convenient. Okay, see, you're getting there. I mean, it's not that I it's not that I don't support Venmo. It's that they don't support me. <laughs> <laughs> this relationship's really weird. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. So the whole online giving thing. This is a fascinating topic yeah. that we brought up because it's this whole question of at church. I mean, yeah. we, honestly, we, passing th- this the plate. Whole, this whole digital giving is is making its way through the church. Through the church, and like if I know. On Sunday morning, when you know that traditional idea of passing the plate, although we have different examples of this, we want to bring yeah. up. But the passing the plate thing, more and more, you sort of pass it by, and like there's nothing in there. 
No. And it's right. not because there's people, like there's like one check yeah, and one know, five dollar like, bill. Like that one guy that put in five dollars because the first time he's been at church in ten years <laughs> yeah. and he's like, I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like oh, and, and, he feels guilty. And it just goes by everyone else. And you could think, oh my gosh, no one's giving to church, but of course that's not it. Right. People are giving, but they're doing it digitally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I've I have a great example of this. So my church about two years ago, uh, the generosity pastor got up and was saying, Hey, uh, we have this awesome new way to for for you to give uh to the church and you can just get on your phone and you can text this number and you can download this app text to give i know right and and you that you can just give on your phone and uh it's just a seamless payment okay and so apparently it went really well apparently a bunch of people did it because about 18 months later <laughs> okay the generosity pastor gets up again and he says, hey, everybody, uh, you guys have done such a great job at you know, adopting this new technology. And we've noticed, though, that what's, what it's meant is when we pass the plate, there's really nothing in there. Yeah, so like and that's so, happening. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So in the seat back pocket in front of you, you can pull out your card. There's a card there. You can just fill it out and just say, hey, I'm giving. And maybe you can ask for a prayer request or whatever. And you can just drop that in the uh, offering plate as it goes by. So wait, you just like write on the card like on a, like the number that you're giving or something? I, I don't. I've never used it. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I don't adopt things early <laughs> really? on. Yeah. No. it's Even if it's paper, I don't. <laughs> I don't adopt it. But I mean, they were trying to get people to like sort of represent their giving and put it in the plate. Yeah. So now we've got a yeah. new... Instead of cash right. or whatever cash being the symbol of your giving it's now a symbol of the symbol of your giving <laughs> yeah. so it feels like baudrillard's simulacra like it's just a mirror of a mirror of a mirror wow. and like suddenly the the postcard is meaningless to me and but i find it it's fascinating liturg- it's liturgical that, adam it's, it's what's the, that it's liturgical it's the work <laughs> of the people buddy okay <laughs> okay, so th- this makes sense that they people shift to digital giving, and then your ch- your church was trying to figure out, okay, how do we sort of represent or deal with that? Yeah, all of a sudden, giving had become completely, almost completely invisible, and the left hand no longer knew what the right hand was doing. And I think a lot of people's <clears throat> churches are trying to figure that out. Yeah, like exactly. what do they do. So, like, <laughs> so that's an interesting example. I had another one. So I was a visit. I was visiting a church like I don't know five months ago, and it was a black church on the south side of Chicago. It's a church that like uh, our church had partnered with, and um, not my typical church. Uh, and so I was there. I'm like one of five white guys at this church. I'm with a group, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But we're, we're the pastor is just so hospitable. We were really welcomed in, and uh, so we're in the worship and enjoying sort of the preaching and all the worship. And then they get to the offering, and you know, just because of my job doing pastor stuff, I've been in a lot of different churches, and a lot of people don't always know if they're not used to being a black church that a lot of black churches do their offering like really loud and energetic like a lot (laughs) more than white churches yeah and so like the music starts and a lot of times they're like come on up it's time to give and when i come on up they mean come to the front yeah and so it's like you know how people might do communion or eucharist in a a traditional church they're doing this for the offering and it's kind of dancing down the aisle (laughs) well for some people i think yes and so like this church was doing that where like people are coming out row by row and they're all sort of going down in the front and yeah there's loud music playing and sort of dancing, and you put and it's your, a celebration. Yeah, actually, it's sort of cool. And the pastor or the deacon is holding an offering plate up there, and people are putting their cash or their other stuff in there. 
But I'm noticing at this church that a second line has formed in the other side aisle. And I'm like, oh, really? what are they doing over there? And because <laughs> and, and, it's a whole other line, and like it's building up. There's like eight or ten people, but they're, they're taking longer up front. I can't totally okay. see, so I move over to look. And I realize there's not a deacon standing there with an offering plate. There's a iPad with a square kiosk, you know, like the yeah, swipe. Yeah, they just swipe it through. <laughs> like a credit card swipe. And people are going so up there with their credit out their cards billfolds. and like swiping their card and doing their giving in the, like the digital line. <laughs> like, so there was the manual line down the center where you put the cash in and there was like the digital line over on the side. And <laughs> So it's still a dancing. digital deacon. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh gosh. I mean, I mean, that's sort of amazing, right? Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely different from the experience I've had. And it's, it's, such a cool, different way of integrating uh, digital technology into the church. And the thing that I really love about it is that they're doing it in a way that makes sense in their context. It's it's part of the tradition that they come out of. It's part yeah, of true. something that they're familiar with in their own tradition, but they've taken it and they've appropriated it in a way that that still fits within sort of that context. It was so funny because I was thinking... No, most white churches that I know, and I know I'm being very broad with white church, black church, but really there are you know strong differences sometimes culturally. Um, no white church I know would like they would just feel crass, like like we're gonna literally put the like swipe the cards, and yeah. For culturally, for whatever reason, that felt crass. Where this church didn't feel crass, felt like worship. Yeah, yeah, and it really raises the question of uh, sort of this this teaching we've heard like don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing and there's this this visibility question right how mm. visible should giving be oh interesting right. um right. when it comes to tithing you know you don't want to be ostentatious but there's also i think uh, a value to seeing other people giving um and and seeing that other people are giving i i mean even in my church there have been moments in our in our church life where we've uh, you know given to a specific cause, and we've actually gone up front and you know put in either actual an actual donation or a, a promise, you know, kind of a promise to give, um, and it has been a very embodied activity, um, but that's been the exception and not the rule. So it's usually sort of a, like a private thing. Yeah. So you were looking into technologies and apps and companies that do this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there are a bunch of apps out there uh, that are doing, offering these services to churches. Um, PushPay is one. Uh, I think they're one yeah, of the that, biggest. Yeah, that's a big one, I think. Yeah. Um, Tithely. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites, DigiGive. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's all how you say yeah, it, right? It's all how you say it. Did you give? Did you give? Did you give? Did you give? You could. <laughs> it's digital, but it's condescending at the same time. <laughs> uh, and then, and then there's the, the one with the promise: easy tithe. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I want to give a tithe if it was easy? It's so easy. It's so easy. Givelify that one. I don't know. <laughs> Givelify and and then just like uh, PayPal. So when it comes to how these giving apps are sort of marketing to churches. Uh, one of the ways that they're doing it is is around this privacy question. Um, so, one of the one of the giving apps in, in their marketing copy, they say, 
since tithing is a private decision between each person and God, hmm. why not make it a more private ritual? When they say that, private yeah. ritual, interesting. A more private ritual. And I thought, well, okay, yeah, there are churches out there that think it should just be completely private and it should be invisible. And mm-hmm. I guess for those churches, that this sort of service would make a lot of sense. But in a in a context like what you were experiencing, that is not that's antithetical to what they're right. what they're about. Right. So like the digital giving question sort of pushes this one of the questions around this is should giving be public or private? Yeah. Should it be in the community? In I mean and you already quoted twice like the verse that people would use for the private where like don't let the right hand know what the left hand is, is yeah. right is doing. Um, it's one <laughs> but of I the mean, other. But this other idea that we have of like people giving their gifts, I mean, even you think of Ananias and Sapphira, a little weird reference, but you know, like yeah. what we give and what we say we give together, like that's the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pro- uh, your giving is a promise to the community, not just yeah. for yourself. And when I think about, you know, where, where giving to the community comes from, where, you know, and sort of the Old Testament notions of, uh, of, the tithe, the sacrifice, like that's a very public display yeah, of, right. of faith in God and belief in uh, o- in obedience to God. It's true. I mean, I set up my giving to my church most recently when I updated it was just me at my dining room table on mm-hmm. my laptop, just mm-hmm. on the website, just yeah. clicking through. Right? And, it, and it's a one-time thing. And, yeah. and that's another marketing aspect that these churches, that the giving apps are marketing to churches is that when people give online, they set up the automatic payment and they give more regularly. They give more consistently. Yeah. And for the church, that's often cash-strapped, that's a huge benefit. Sure. It's absolutely oh, a benefit. Yeah. Are you kidding? Have you seen church budgets? Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge benefit. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, but what I wonder is, it, you know, if you're sitting at your computer, you know, once... When was the last time you did it? I mean, the last time I did it was years ago. Oh yeah, and no, totally. and you know, I set up the automatic payment, and I see it every once in a while when I'm doing my taxes, I guess. Right. But I don't really think about it all that much otherwise. Right. I sort of think about it, you know, peripherally when the plate goes by. But right. beyond that, I don't really feel any sense of the the sacrifice that I'm making. So in giving. I- to the church. Yeah, totally. Like, So actually, one of our friends, we were talking about this, one of our friends is Morgan Lee over at Christianity Today, and she hosts their podcast for them. Yeah. And she, we were t- we were just chatting with her like we were going to do this topic, and she was the one that asked about, like, hey, how much, when it comes to spiritual formation, when it comes to being a disciple, how much friction should there be in the process? If it's a totally frictionless process, is that forming us in the same way? I thought that was a really smart question. Yeah. I, I think that's a really smart question, too. I I think I want to get a, I want to avoid though saying that harder is holier. Right. Okay. Uh, Cuz I don't necessarily think that's true, but I do think that intention matters. And yeah, intentionality yeah. matters. And and when I set up an automatic payment and I let it run in the background of my life, the intention of this of the spiritual formation, the intention of giving of uh, actively waiting on the Lord, actively depending on what God is doing and on his, that he'll supply all my needs. Like if I'm, if I'm not actively giving, I'm not reflecting on that aspect of, uh, of what tithing and giving are partly, uh, partly for. 
So when I think about these these giving apps, one of the questions that really raises for me is how it puts the church's interests and the church goers interests sort of at cross purposes. The church wants a consistent giver, but the consistent giver has to do it sort of without thinking about it in order to, to remain a consistent giver. The hard part about that, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that, that you could have a different point. Yeah. The church the church board or something might have a different intention than the it might not be good for the spiritual formation of the person. Right. Although for me personally, I sucked at giving. <laughs> I just did. I just uh, Oh I yeah, just, me too. Right? I totally until did. Until I finally until online regular giving became a thing. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh thank God. Automatic and I withdrawal. clicked it and I became actually like a, a consistent giver. So there's sort of like Morgan's question about how much friction forms us and you're talking about intention too in the discipleship. Just consistency <laughs> was a part of my discipleship and this helped me be consistent. Now you might argue that it, I didn't actually build my own muscles in that, but at least I was doing my at least I was giving in a way that I wanted to. I wanted to give to the church consistently, and yeah. finally I was. Yeah, and I, I guess I, for me, the consistent giving becomes almost a source of like, not, I wouldn't say pride, but like, I'm I'm proud that I'm giving consistently, and that's not the point of giving. <laughs> it, it's a it's it's a point of humility where I'm depending on the Lord, and it requires sort of what feels like a little bit of pain, and I think that's what Morgan was getting at. Like, yeah, yeah, the friction, like. Should I feel some a sense of loss when I'm giving? Maybe I should. Yeah. And but I don't feel that when it's as simple as, you know, one, two, three, and click. And it's done. So I th- so I like these questions about tithing, like the public and private thing. <laughs> By the way, another random name check I probably should have hit. That was our friend Mike Moore, who's the host of the Theology on Mission podcast that was asking us about that. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was good. Uh, and like this question about also for like how much discipleship does this technology change the discipleship of giving? Another thing I was thinking a lot about was was has giving always been done the same way in churches? Like what's the technology oh, yeah. of giving? And here's some Absolutely stuff I just want to bring up for you because first of all, this giving directly to the church in the history of the church, uh, maybe people don't know this, is just not the way it's been done. Yeah, the church hasn't always had a bank account. Not even close. In fact, a lot of churches, people didn't give regularly to the church. There wasn't a passing in the pews. The, they were supported by the government or the state, right? Like, it might have just been taken out of your taxes. Yeah, right. right? You know, and like So Europe, it's mediated by the state. Absolutely. Or Europe, and you know, there are still a few countries that do this, I think. Now it's just like, mediated by corporations. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. ooh zinger, I see. Uh, but I think of like money as we think about how these churches, you know, different churches are trying to deal with this on different scales. You know, some people are like, well, we don't want to bring any technology into a service. We're just going to sort of pass a plate and keep doing it the way we're going to do it and right. you need to go get cash. Other ones are um, trying to do online giving. They're like, we accept that, but we really still want to do a liturgy around this, but we don't know how to do that. And we just yeah. talked about some options. And yeah. others are like all about online and, you know. Uh, giving encouraged. And so I started thinking about, well, money is fascinatingly, this whole scenario is, is doesn't look back at the history of the church in terms of money as a technology and money as a culture. What do you mean? Um, well, I just think there's money is a technology to start with. Okay. So I mean, yes, I'd agree with that. Our, our, our tech podcast, money is absolutely uh, a technology. <laughs> I mean, t- uh, you can find this in the Old Testament, right? You know, like, I mean, Abraham is trading sheep for things. You know, it's sheep and trading oil, not money. You know, what is this? Cash. Settlers of Catan? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
wait, then wool, right? You get wool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's been a while since I've played, guys. Sorry. Um, but then, like, and then, 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 as we get later, you know, you start seeing silver. You know, like you read in the Old Testament, like there's shekels of silver. Yeah. You know, but that word is like really vague in a lot of places. It's not really shekels, like in the way you think of a coin. A lot of times, it's like a weight of silver, and there are oh, like okay. there's a measure set of weights, and you just sort of measure some silver against it. But by the time you get to Jesus. Um, you know, we have that famous passage of Jesus standing up with a coin, right? And I mean, is how it right we... to pay taxes to Caesar? Exactly. And it's like, I can't, we, I'm like, we can't talk about giving uh, without talking about Jesus holding a coin. You know, the tech, yep. he's sitting in a crowd holding a technology. I picture him holding this coin between his forefinger and, you know, holding up to the crowd. By the way, have you seen these coins? No. So, I mean, I don't think so. You know, the Art Institute in Chicago downtown? Yeah. Um, like it's like 15 minutes from where I live. Um, I go all the time. I have a membership because I'm a dork. <laughs> really? Um, have you, there's you need the, to use your membership. There was the ancient Greek and Roman area, and there's a case that has old coins that are, you know, 2,000 years old. It's Jesus coins. Yeah. like Jesus. Jesus coins. <laughs> Jesus era coins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. And they have pictures of them. I mean, they're they're about about a big, most of them are big as a dime or so. Okay. Um, maybe as big as a nickel, but none of them are like quarter size. And, and, they, and they have um, a lot of times an inscription. I mean, they found these coins uh, riding on one side, and then a lot of times a face. It's Caesar, usually. It's like the yeah. picture of yeah. Caesar on it yeah, so it's so cool Usually, I, it goes back so far dude I, I picture the jesus in this thing every time so i gotta take you down to see this but um like yeah is it lawful to pay taxes to caesar or not and of course jesus says render to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's and it's sort of this 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 key passage um what it reminds me of is uh that this that the the idea of us sacrificing or giving in every space and time like is mediated partly by technology. Just like you want to point that Ooh, out. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> say that again. So every tech... Uh, or Yeah, you say it again. I'm just saying that when we give, you're talking about the, uh, us forming and being discipled by giving that kind of stuff. When we're giving, this has often been mediated by technology, whether it's tech technology of olive presses yeah. and making a sheep, all technology of doing weights with silver, all technology of the coins that become the representation of value. Our giving has been linked to technology since almost the beginning of time. So connect that for me with smartphones then. I guess what I'm saying is it's not new. That, that smartphones are just the current currency of tithing. Yeah, they're that, the current medium for tithing. So we could feel like money is disappearing, but it's just modifying. I'm sure someone that saw a coin. We're, we're exchanging one symbol for another if symbol. If Abraham had jumped forward to with his sheep, uh, had jumped forward to the technology of Jesus with a coin, I think he would have been like, "Why are you handing me this little silver thing that has a little thing on it?" Yeah, like because it, it would not feel like money or value. It would feel like a magical thing that yeah. adds value. Yeah. right? Yeah. But that's a technology now. Jump forward to smartphone. And we're doing some of the same thing. So are you saying we should sacrifice our smartphones on the altar? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's where this is going. <laughs> you always think that's what it is. You're, you're always like, this is leading to us burning them. Right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And see, it won't hurt me as much because my phone is old. <laughs> the only little, yeah, that's so it's true. actually like I have a speckled sheep. 
the only that's really other, what it the only is other like. point I wanted to make is that, um, and then well, like getting up to today time. So I got up to Jesus, and going back to what I was saying before, passing the plate wasn't always you know it was a late nineteenth century American invention when the church stopped being controlled by the state and churches like well crap yeah. we have to like make yeah. money somehow yeah and so they started passing plates and 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 getting people to give that way. Well, and I, I read another argument that was uh, in support of these digital giving platforms, making a similar argument and saying, you know. In the past, pastors would go to their parishioners' homes and sit down and have a conversation yeah. and ask for, you know, a commitment of a certain amount or whatever over a certain amount of time. I really like that, actually, in some ways. I Just the, the, the pastoral aspect, the shepherding aspect, the, sure. the vulnerability aspect, both for the pastor and the parishioner. Wow, to have a conversation I feel like about most money. American culture would be like, yeah, I, no, I totally cringe yeah, at that at right, the same time. But right. I think for me, the spiritual formation aspect is what really attracts me to that idea. And yeah, I and love now, it. now my relationship to the church is mediated not only through money but through my smartphone, and it's no longer a relationship with the pastor. It's just a relationship through our smartphones. Well, I love this example that you just brought up because maybe baby porn pastors should do that. But that uncomfortability. Is like part of this cultural. The, my other point about money just being cultural, and like yeah. a lot of our when we're thinking about like if I when I give you that example of the black church going up front swiping, yeah, they credit cards. A, you know, some people might look at that and go, "Oh, that's crass," or that feels a little bit unusual or weird. But we just have cultural attitudes, and we need to really recognize them. I mean, if you look at a dollar yeah. bill itself, it's got a pyramid on it. It's got a freaking eagle on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's got like a lot of things that you would not know that unless you grew up in a certain history, in a certain country, in a certain mm-hmm. set of meanings. Yeah, there are <laughs> attitudes that develop around money that aren't that are that are cultural. And that when you go to other countries, shared in other cultures. we start learning this a little bit, right? Like, do you tip or not tip? Do I hand right. the money? Like in some countries, you don't want the money to show in your hand while you're handing it. And other times, of mm. course, you'd present mm-hmm. it with two hands facing forward. Like, you know, in Japan, you'd bow and like two hands facing forward. Yeah. Like the, um, there are little rituals around money yeah. Yeah. that we do that make us feel comfortable. And when those rituals are broken, yeah. They make us feel uncomfortable, and the church is not ex- just not an exception for this. Like the, the little our comfortabilities or uncomfortabilities is around the technology, but the technology is wrapped into the culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, my family has connections to Congo. I was in Congo, and oh yeah, that's right. Uh, they didn't hesitate to ask for money, and I I thought this was very strange because I didn't really know them, but but what I learned was that for them, uh, debt. You never pay off a debt because paying off what? a debt, you because this is why I don't Venmo you. This is why I don't Venmo you. Here's why. It's, oh, it's because the, the thinking behind it is that if I pay off a debt, then we have no reason to get together. Oh. The relationship disappears. I, oh, I, Adam, I no just, longer have a relationship with you because you my be debt is paid. <laughs> my just, debt is paid in full. <laughs> I have Venmoed you. What connection do I need to have anymore? But But think about it. They have a way of seeing seeing money as relational, and we don't think about it that way. We think about it as transactional, and we've we've failed. We've lost the vision to see that money is a relational vehicle. So, Adam, I think people are going to want a solution from us, which you and I never give. <laughs> but I mean, like, should church? You know, what should churches do? In the digital giving world, what should they do? And I think those are some of the issues. One of the things you just said about relational, money being relational as opposed to transactional, you mentioned earlier that idea of pastors 
sitting down with people in their like maybe their living room to talk mm-hmm. about giving. Yeah. And I don't think that happens enough. And if I mean, honestly, my recommendation would be if someone's giving online, do that something like that. And then if someone later goes to the website and does the giving, the real moment, the real sense of sacrifice and relationality and vulnerability came in that conversation uh-huh. with a pastor, say. Uh-huh. And then later it doesn't particularly matter where they actually give it. And so I think that's a thing. Yeah, I I like that idea. I I think it's countercultural. I don't know. I, I would love to know about any churches that do that. Hey, tech shifts culture, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be a way church could actually be countercultural. Yeah. I think for me, um the thing that I do uh am concerned about is that it, it just becomes an automatic payment and I don't think about it. And I think for me, um if there are, you know, service providers out there that are doing these digital apps, I think for me, the thing that could convince me to use it would be and, and this would be better than the digital giving that I do now, the automatic payment, is if I had an app that prompted me to give on a regular basis that asked me to confirm, send a push notification or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it asked me, are you ready to give this amount to the church that you've committed to? You know, this so it's is like this set is, up automatically, yeah. but it's, it's set not, up automatically. It but reminds me. But when it does it, it's like putting it in front of your face. Yeah. And it 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 it's set up automatically, it reminds me, but it requires me to say yes. Huh. It, yeah. it requires me to to give it. And I think just that moment, that reminder that I'm giving on a regular basis and I I'm giving. And it's that intentionality. If if apps did that, I would I would be much more supportive of them than than the spiritual the way that they're spiritually forming uh individuals now all right chris it's that time again it's time for vice or virtue are you ready yes (laughs) u.s cross-country train travel Vice what? or virtue? It's not, it's nothing to do with anything. Well, okay, I know what you're oh, saying. Oh, it that. does have something to do with something. Because <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago, I was gonna fly out to DC to see my sister, and the plane tickets were like five hundred bucks. So I was like, I know, I'll take the train. So I took the train from Union <laughs> Station in Chicago to Union Station in DC. What time did it leave? It left at like six p.m. and it was one of those overnight things. Yeah, but um, when was it supposed to leave? <laughs> No, no, that's when it left. Um, but it was supposed to arrive at noon the next day, and instead it arrived at like five p.m. the next day because <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. Well, well, we were sleeping. I, I actually slept okay. It's like you're like in a I don't know a chair uh, with the but it, you, the the feet yeah. kick up and you can lean back. It's way. More I was not in first class. I was in airplane. coach. You know, like in in. But I mean, I, I slept okay. But then I woke up and they're like, "Say, well, while you were sleeping, <laughs> we just sat there for like four hours." <laughs> like what? No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh what? my gosh. So it's horrible. So was Sandra Bullock there while you were. Sleeping? <laughs> I do not even get the reference. Uh, but oh, I, I actually have loved trains. I've also taken them from Chicago to um, to San Francisco. Oh, you love trains. Um, I like the view out the window, the peacefulness. And so despite me it being really late, I think it's a virtue. Wow. Yeah, I took uh, a train to see my grandmother from here in Chicago out to where she lives in Kansas. And it was a delightful trip, and I met some very quirky people, including some Amish. You know, the Amish really take 
public transportation like trains. <laughs> and but here's here's okay. what I'm convinced about is that if the US had more train travel, we would be a less divided country. I think the 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 socioeconomic differences would sort of um be diminished. It's a it's this public space where people can be and they interact with people who are not like them and I think that's a great thing. So I too believe that trains are a virtue. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, too weird. We're too European. We just a, we I just we're going to lose people. <laughs> we just agreed. Um uh well that had nothing to do with church tithing, but I think you could probably use Venmo on a train, so I'm just going to connect it that way. And uh, Or if you're giving online, you could be giving from the train and no one would know it. So that's... that's and it would be invisible. Okay. But uh, what would be happening in your soul? Uh, it's a good topic. Let's continue thinking about money as technology, money as culture, and especially the spiritual impact of money for ourselves in the church. So thanks, Adam. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Hey, let's keep the conversation going. I think it's an argument. <laughs> okay. Tweet to us at Device Virtue. And for links and show notes, check us out at deviceandvirtue.com. And do leave us some love by rating us on iTunes. Yeah, please do. This episode was brought to you in part by the Truce Podcast. The new season examines the connection between some evangelicals and the Republican Party with the help of world-class historians. Subscribe to Truce in your podcast app or listen at trucepodcast.com.